0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Week in Horror After Dark. We are joined tonight by our special guest, Jacob Burns. Hey, guys. So awesome to have you here. Um, So here on After Dark, we do things a little bit differently. Uh, What we like to talk about is kind of our industry guests... And their take on kind of the genre that we talk about, the horror genre, the kind of direction of that and everything. But one thing that's on my mind, Jacob, and that is your latest film, your latest film, Shifter. Yeah. Um, I am a huge fan of – I'm a huge fan of sci-fi and horror. And what I – because The Thing is my number one uh, horror film of all time. It will always be my, my favorite horror film of all. And I love it when – because sci-fi and horror lend themselves so much to each other. And of course, I don't want to give away too many elements. But of course, if you read about the film in the in the kind of like breakdown, anybody out there listening will know it is it is a time travel horror film. Um, but I'm really curious because of my love for sci fi and everything. What what kind of compelled you? Because time time travel is usually really uh kind of very much in the you know relegated to sci-fi. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where that sits. And then of course scientific experimentation and like weird shit happening like the fly and stuff like that is is a whole nother thing. But you combine both elements and I've got to know how did you come to that? Where did that where did that come from?
1: Yeah, totally. It was it was kind of a slow evolution over a long period of time. Um uh it it really kind of just started with uh, me just being a fan of time travel movies and as a filmmaker I had hoped that you know someday I would get to make a time travel movie Um, but I, I really didn't want to fall into the trap that I think a lot of people fall into is they love a particular movie and then they like a- essentially remake it Um and so I, w- I really wanted to like if I, if I was going to make a time travel movie I wanted to find different approach uh to it and and just you know put my own unique spin on it um so it really just kind of came down to i kind of looked at uh a lot of my favorite time travel movies and just kind of like kind of discerned from that there's kind of you know some some tropes and kind of go-to approaches that you kind of see over and over again uh you've got uh kind of fish out of water stories like someone goes back in time or forwards in time and they're like you know uh they're kind of kind of like back to the future like you know he's from the 80s but he's stuck in the 50s and he's trying to, to kind of handle all of that um and then you've got kind of your like puzzle box time travel movies that you know maybe something like time crimes where it's it's, it's kind of the movie is is kind of the, the the almost the like puzzle box or paradox aspect of it and the mechanics of it is, is almost its own character in the movie um and you're kind of just trying to put the pieces together. You're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and then you've also got time travel movies that are kind of like, Oh, we need to go back in time and stop this horrible thing from happening or prevent this or something like that. Um, and I, I just kind of felt like we saw those approaches over and over again. And a lot of times they're, they're uh, action movies or they're comedies and stuff like that. So really kind of from there, I was like, well, okay, what's, what's the horror of time travel? what, you know what what is horrifying about it and what can we explore in that realm uh and so i kind of uh talked to my brother zachary about it who also produced the film um and we got together uh one night at a fast food place here called taco bueno and we just kind of ate Tacos for three hours and talked about <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a time travel movie could be. <laughs> um, uh, it was a great night, um, but yeah, we just kind of brainstormed for for hours over over nachos and tacos about what it could be. And uh, from there, that's kind of where we kind of came up with the initial ideas of well, uh, one, what if it's painful? Uh, uh, you know, just thinking, j- just thinking about it like your your body's being broken down at like a molecular level and then put back together again just uh, as a non-scientist that just sounds painful it doesn't sound fun um and then uh from there we were like well that's 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 horrifying but what would be even worse (laughs) we're like well what if it was random uh what if you didn't have control like it wasn't just you getting into a machine and choosing where you're going uh you could be uh at work or you could be at the store you could be in your uh your your living room or where it didn't matter where um it, it could just start happening and uh you wouldn't have any control over which direction forward or backwards you're going or how far either direction you were going uh and so once we kind of had those two ideas that kind of were the initial seeds that kind of led to the the rest of the movie
0: I really I really did dig the the notion as Teresa's going on her journey and um I get the got the sense of you know, being uh, having come kind of untethered from time, mm-hmm. in that respect. Kind of like step, she's kind of like uh, I would say almost kind of like phased away from it, and just still attached but not really attached. It, there, yeah. there were hallmarks that I think the the two things that it reminded me of and, and I was it was so mm-hmm. wonderful because it brought back these same kind of feelings. Was um, a Deep Space Nine, a Star Trek Deep Space Nine oh, episode, yeah, where uh, where Cisco and his son Jake are being are bound are tethered together. Through time, yeah. Cisco keeps getting dragged back. That it brought hallmarks of that one, and I love that episode. And I was like, ah, she's still connected to, it, but she's bouncing all over the place. And um, another one was a ti- another time travel film, but this one this one was more of a sci fi thriller that was shot actually here in Dallas um, called Primer.
1: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I, and a, another t- time travel film I absolutely love. And I actually had to watch like four or five times because <laughs> the science gets so heavy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it dealt with the same ramifications of, of time paradox and, and, it really, really dubbed into that. And I could see your inspirations. Um, and I dug that you obviously could have gone hardcore, like, you know, gore. Like this mm-hmm. could have been like, Wah! like this. But I dug that it was minimalistic and it, it definitely played. Differently than I than I expected. That was a very welcome surprise. So really, kudos on that. Oh,
1: great! Thank you. Um,
0: definitely. Now, obviously, a love of sci-fi and a love of horror. We uh, we love them together like this. But you know, when you jo- when you first decided to dip your toe into, into this kind of genre, mm-hmm. into this kind of work, you know, what was the what? You know I know what kicked me off, and it was <laughs> it was looking up there and being. Uh, it, to be honest, my story is I was looking up at a film, I was watching a movie, and I re- I was like. I could do that better.
1: Mm, and yeah. cause
0: it was a particularly bad one that I was like, I'd always loved movies. I've always wanted to be in them and act in them and like this, but it was that the kick in the pants I needed was realizing, no, you told this story wrong. When I started to become critical like that, I was like, <laughs> well, why don't I do it better? So I decided to go do it. But what was the
1: kind of kick that, that, that sent you off? Um, You know, I've, I, I it really started really, really young for me. Um, Our dad was a big movie buff. And so Really young, uh, me and my brother saw a lot of different types of movies and, and different types of movies that people didn't necessarily see at our age. So like by the time we were in like second grade, we were already watching uh, like Buster Keaton movies, um, you know, silent films like that. Family Opera. He he brought us up on like the Universal Monster movies, um, mm-hmm. and and so we just kind of got like kind of a wide introduction to a wide variety of of movies. Really young, and I just always loved the way movies made me feel and the, and the power that they had over me. And, um, uh, and so, you know, and of course, you know, at the young age, I also loved like Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. I loved all that stuff too. So I think kind of <laughs> kind of a combination of all these things uh, probably led me where I am today. Um, but yeah, so it, it really, so um, I, even as early as third grade, I, I told my uh, school counselor that I was going to be a movie director when I grew up. And, um, and so, um, it really wasn't long after that. I think I was in like sixth grade that I made my quote unquote first movie. Uh, it was a, uh, we shot it on VHS camera, uh, in probably the late nineties. And it was, uh, uh, it was basically a Godzilla ripoff called Fifi. Um, and, uh, <laughs> we used, <laughs> I love that title by the way. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We used, uh, uh you know, we used Godzilla action fit. We were huge Godzilla fans still are um godzilla action figures and green army men and and you know and like i started in it zachary was in it uh um some of our friends were in it and uh um yeah from there that was kind of our first one and uh um some family friends we had we'd borrowed the vhs uh camcorder to do that but some family friends found out that we had done that and uh they just had they had an extra like VHS camcorder that they just weren't using and so they're like you guys can have it so you guys can go have fun making movies and stuff and so that kind of really kicked us off we kind of through basically through uh, starting kind of in 6th grade going all the way through like high school we kind of just kept making dumb little short movies just with us and our friends and family and uh, throughout the years they got uh, the bigger and hopefully better I'm hope- hopefully I'm making better things than I was back then um, but yeah just kind of evolved from there. And eventually I went to film school. Um, and, uh, that's where we met, uh, Vinnie Hogan, who's our producing partner at our production company. And, uh, yeah, we made a bunch of short films there together and then, uh, eventually grew, grew into features.
0: Very nice. Very, you know, so, so funny that you mentioned, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I kind of that's kind of uh, kind of where I started as well and it was because I was a big Turtles fan and uh, my parents had bought for me like virtually every single turtle toy you can imagine so uh, I had the amazing. big sewer playset I had the sewer playset in the van and I had all the the original care the original toys that came out yeah and, um I had on and I'm, I'm kicking myself now because these care these figures are actually worth quite a bit of money nowadays but I kind of shot my own stuff using a brownie. Camera that my father had bought. Oh, nice! Uh, years ago, and I had taken um, soldering, uh, wi- soldering wire, and it stuck them into our. Because I realized I was trying to shoot. I wanted to shoot turtle movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was like, "This is cool," but but That's but it amazing. bugged me that I, I that my hand had to be that my hands had to be in the in the picture to articulate them and you know, get ah, what I wanted. So I would yeah. take. So I would take. So I got the, this bright idea to heat up soldering wire. And stick them in there so I can articulate them <laughs> from off camera, and I don't know where those went. They're oh. absolutely atrocious. I did all the voice work based off the cartoon. Oh, that's amazing. Um, it's really terrible. But yeah, you know, we all get our start somewhere. Really, 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 really cool like that. Those early influences. Yeah, and um, I've been very fortunate enough to uh, work with Eugene on a few things he's done as well. So hopefully, we'll you know, that'll grow into something something else. Um, now with a your with a previous film, um. You have a lot of sci-fi influence. Do you do you see kind of like diving a little bit more into the horror genre, or will you be, kind of keep it to sci-fi?
1: Um, yeah, like, I, I, it's one of those things, like, I'm just a lover of all genres and all cinema uh, and then movies, and so I, I think there's definitely a huge sci-fi background, uh, and I think a lot of that influences me, but yeah, I've definitely started to lean more horror the past few years um and and even in my taste i'm actually growing more more and more into a horror fan uh even more than i was and so yeah i think uh i've definitely uh in kind of looking in what you know our next projects could be um most of them are more horror and actually i don't think any of them are sci-fi uh currently so you know who knows and you know i you know I don't necessarily want to get stuck to a certain genre like, a, you know, I'd love to make a musical someday. <laughs> I'd love to make, oh, okay, uh, cool. you know, uh, but, you know, it, it would be it, honestly, it, it'd be interesting to make just like a straight drama. But honestly, that kind of scares me more than making like a horror movie. I feel like I can handle horror movies, but I think dramas are kind of their own unique challenge. So um, uh, but yeah, so I, it, it, I have pretty eclectic tastes. Um, but yeah, so far I think as a as a director, it's it's kind of what what inspires me and make what makes me feel things. And uh, currently, um, horror movies are are kind of the movies that are, are make me feel the most things. So um, I've kind of been leaning that way lately.
2: Yeah, I mean, stick stick with it. That's a genre that's speaking to you right now. Then run with it. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I could definitely see, especially with the. Uh, as as we've talked about on the podcast before, there's been a kind of resurgence in what we've been calling intelligent horror. Again, with mm-hmm. movies like uh, with movies like Midsummer and Hereditary. I know I'm, I'm it's two it's Ari Aster's two films, but yeah. um I you know but smart horror that you know that horror that doesn't treat its audiences like they're dumb and it's a particular thing that I think has rejuvenated the genre and is bringing it around. So I think because typically people will jump into horror because it is just it's pretty much the easiest way to make money people Mm -hmm. watch horror movies they'll pay for horror movies but I don't want the horror genre to get so watered down and I think with the right ideas and the right you know with the ideas that you have that you can carry you can be one of those that carries that forward I really do and I really look forward if you do another horror film if you have something coming up um yeah we're, or or, or, is it, or is it super secret i don't yeah, want, I don't want it's, to spoil
1: anything it's kind of, one of those things i can't really talk too much about nothing's official yet but uh yeah yeah definitely i'm exploring various ideas but kind of going back to your what you're talking about um with kind of the 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 like midsummer and hereditary which um yeah midsummer's uh, love it i've watched that movie so many times um but yeah like for me it's almost more than genre i'm really mostly interested in uh just characters and like complex characters and how they deal with things um and so like really you know like uh like yeah even shifter is like a you know on the surface it's a time travel horror film but like honestly while we were filming it it did really feel more like we were just filming a character driven drama um and and so um for me okay, that's
0: teresa's teresa's journey is palpable oh it is yeah
1: yeah um and so uh that that's where a, a, where it starts for me a lot of times, like you well, even in shifter, like we we're talking about how we got to this idea of time travel horror. Well, once we kind of figured out those initial ideas, our very next question was, okay, what kind of character would most benefit uh, from a movie with these challenges that they have to go through? Um, and that's what led us eventually to Teresa and shifter. Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm playing now is, you know, how, how can the horror, I'm not super attracted to, horror films that are just just trying to make me jump um i i I want Mm -hmm. there to be something uh underneath the surface or just something that like makes me think um um and 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 just kind of explores characters i love messy characters um um who (laughs) make bad decisions and and stuff like that um and and so yeah for me it really more than genre i think what i'm most inspired by is just uh uh, and gets me excited for a project is is the characters and and what horrible things I can put them through. <laughs> <laughs> How can I punish these characters? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
0: very I think very similar to Stephen King's kind of ideology cuz I think in one of his uh, one of his on writings he was talking mm. about I loved I, he loved writing normal everyday people. Yeah. just nothing special about them and then you turn the lights off and put the monsters on him, and watch what they do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah.
0: Now,
2: now, one question I had to ask, because um, I actually... I'm a friend of the lead actress, Nicole Fancher. Uh, yeah. I've, I've known her for a couple of years. And so I was kind of curious, like, how did she get onto the project?
1: Yeah, um, Nicole's great. She... Um, we actually met years and years ago when we were in college. Uh, We went to the same college. She wasn't actually acting at the time. She was actually a vocal performance major. Um, But she ended up, I think, we had some mutual classes and some mutual friends, so we ran into each other every once in a while. Um, And then a few years after we graduated, she kind of started getting into acting, and she was in a short film that I did called Broken Boy, um, which I think is on Vimeo um, these days. Um, But uh but yeah that was kind of one of her first times acting and she just did a really great job it was a very improvisational um little kind of thriller um and uh uh there really wasn't a lot of like script as far as like what the characters did it was just very very vague and so we really left it a lot up to her and and the other actors and she just did a really really great job and, uh, and then, uh, but from there, she ended up, she moved out to LA and was out there for a while. And then we all stayed in Oklahoma and kind of did our thing. And so we all kind of went our separate ways and kind of lost touch to a certain extent. And, um, it was once we announced the casting call, we saw her name, uh, in the submissions list. Uh, and so it was really exciting because we hadn't really thought of her. And, and uh, and, hadn't talked to her in a long time so it was exciting to see her name on there and then yeah her her audition and her callback especially was just really 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 powerful um it was kind of one of those things where as she was doing her callback um th- there was kind of a moment where it wasn't we weren't seeing like nicole anymore it kind of felt like we you know teresa was there sitting in front of us instead and um uh, it, we kind of forgot that we were in an audition process. It kind of just felt like we were just seeing this character, um, and she really brought a lot to it. She added a lot of dimensions and kind of interesting things. Um, that something that's kind of memorable about the movie that a lot of people talk about afterwards is kind of her her uh, 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 kind of annoying cat voice that she does <laughs> um, <laughs> throughout the movie. Um, that that actually that came from. Uh, uh, on set that wasn't in the script uh, just w- on the day that the cat was there she started doing that around the cat and we were like oh that's going in the movie um, <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, so yeah so she uh, so yeah she's definitely a, a, a cat person so that also you know she really related to the character in a lot of ways
0: <laughs> that was that. that's the scene that's the scene in the kitchen yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah and and, uh, and it's nice because you, you know if she that was, if that was in the script she came up Put that on the spot and then it segues so nicely into when the cat when the cat shows up behind her yeah and oh yeah I was, kinda, I was like i was like and you know something something freaky is going on so well well done to well done for her i was like yeah, yeah very nice yeah yeah
2: because um, there, there are definitely some great moments that's why i don't want to spoil anything but there, there are definitely a couple of moments that really like stood out and all i'm going to say is like her in her home bathroom, and she talks to somebody. I was like, "Oh, you're uh, yeah, 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 that that yeah. part." I was like, "Oh, wow!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was an interesting shoot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I am I am really kind of curious because going back going back to the time travel idea. So, there are different schools of thought in cinematic time travel, mm-hmm. um, Zemeckian time travel, and. I, I didn't see any hallmarks of that mm-hmm. in this. The kind of like you know Marty McFly going back and altering the the future mm-hmm. in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know the, the very interesting the very interesting concept. I I love how you uh, playing with the idea that she'd already been there and done that. But mm-hmm. she was still, she hasn't you hadn't yet ca- caught up everything. But did you have to go to? To because the guys in primer, those guys were mathematicians mm-hmm. and they were legit scientists when they were going after this. Did you go? Who did you speak to anybody in the, in the kind of like in quantum mechanics or quant or uh or uh, theoretical physics?
1: Uh, no, we made it all up. Um, <laughs> 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 well, done. <laughs> well done, well done, yes. <laughs> we uh, yeah, we uh, it was kind of those things, kind to go back to the time about with character, like. Uh, for us, we didn't want the movie to be about the science and about the mechanics of it. And so we, we definitely aimed to like kind of come up with an internal logic that, you know, made sense that we kind of stuck to that. We didn't necessarily feel like we needed to like tell the audience um, and and really uh, hit over their heads with it. We, we kind of wanted it to like generally make sense, but we also didn't want people to get too bogged down with thinking about that aspect of it. So that's, part of the reason why we kind of the, the movie doesn't delve too much into her actually talking about what's happening to her. Um, uh, only, only extremely vaguely just cause we always wanted to bring it back to the character. Um, and so, um, yeah, even beyond that, I kind of, once I decided I was making a time travel movie, I, I avoided watching other time travel movies. I, I focused on, um, either, uh, some like character dramas or, um, uh, or body horror, like, uh, uh uh, Cronenberg's the fly. Uh, I kind of looked to movies that k- just were kind of of a different genre or kind of a different feel and flavor. Um, and, uh, uh, again, just to, cause I didn't want myself to get too bogged down with the, the science aspect of it either.
0: Yeah, yeah, and doing that allows allows for opportunities. You know, obviously bringing it back and focusing on the character, and allows you to have fun with um, with other things like the I'd say the the shot in the movie theater. Um, mm-hmm. You know which exactly which one I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Was, was inspired, <laughs> um, especially you know paired paired with the with the with the the fucking Lon Chaney reveal and everything brilliant <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I thought I thought that was that was well done, and of course the the final shot in the barn. I'm not going to spoil it for any mm-hmm. listeners out there. Um, but I I like that, and just Great. that kind of. It was very poetic. Um, definitely, if anybody has not seen this film, definitely check it out. Give it a look. It may take one or two watches for you to really catch everything. Um, but as far as as far as the future goes, it, I have to say the future looks very bright for you, and I cannot wait to see what you come up with, what you come out with next. Um, do you have any kind of like hopes, or you know, any kind of like milestones that you want to hit? Something that you know, kind of a dream that you want to hit.
1: Um, that's a great question. I think uh, that. Things are changing every day. Just what's what's going on in the world, <laughs> um, yes, um, and so there's there's a ton of uncertainty right now. And so I, I think right at this second, I think my hope is. Um, oh man, I hope I ever get to make another movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, can,
0: I can attest to that. Eugene and I yeah. have a project that we're trying to put together, and it's a it's a horror film. It's a horror short that yeah. we want to shoot up in Ohio, and the whole situation's made it so impossible.
1: Yeah, it's tough. There's a lot of questions, and like uh, you know, just with the the pandemic, and, and and you know, it's it's really really tough right now for indies, just because you know the whole it's already tough enough with the lack of money you have to make a movie and now throw a a pandemic where you need to worry about testing uh, and having like a COVID coordinator and stuff like that um, just adds more cost on top of what you're, what little you have. Um, And so, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's tough. I'm, 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 I'm hopeful at the moment. I think like thing people are kind of figuring out how they can do it safely. Um, And there's, I know movies are starting up and uh, I've worked on a couple of small projects, the last month or so and got another one I'm going to do cinematography for if you're pretty soon. So uh, hopefully people are figuring things out and hopefully, you know, I'd, I'd love to make a new one very soon. It's just kind of a matter of how, how quickly can we get the uh, the funding and all the, the pieces in place?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That, Cause you want to make it safe and it's either the industry is so up in the air right now. Um, mm-hmm. I do have one question and um the scenes in between of like the stuff melting. Oh yeah. That was like it was like red and melting. What was that? Cuz those were some interesting shots.
1: Yeah, those were probably some of the most fun stuff we shot. Um <laughs> so <laughs> that was uh, that kind of came out through the editing process. We kind of realized like okay, the we're we're feeling good about the movie, but we we kind of feel like the first act of it we kind of need to remind people that this is a horror movie and and you kind of like kind of, kind of reassure the audience trust us things are going to get bad pretty soon just just hold on <laughs> um, and so uh, and so we were like I, I'm not exactly sure how or when it came about but yeah we just kind of thought of this idea of like well what if we had these kind of like interstitials or whatever you want to call them uh, uh, of just kind of, kind of a representational of like what is possibly happening within her body and kind of you know we couldn't uh we had to keep our VFX minimal and stuff so we kind of show this stuff to kind of be like here's what's happening inside of her. Um, and I think it you know it could be a metaphor for you know her mental or emotional or physical state um, um, or just what's you know actually happening to her because of the side effects of time travel. And so what that was uh, was uh, we just hit up a thrift store one night, and bought a bunch of plastic stuff, <laughs> um, anything that was cheap in plastic. Um, and then uh, we also bought like just some like old, crappy like vinyl records or the, like just old like crappy CDs and stuff like that. And uh, and then we went to Home Depot and bought a blowtorch. And then uh, went to our <laughs> went to our, <laughs> went to, our <laughs> went to our garage and uh, pointed a camera at it as we melted it. And uh, man, it was so much fun. Just I think we shot. I think we've probably got like three hours of footage of melting.
0: Stuff. <laughs> um, so we
1: could we could make a sequel of just melting
0: stuff like that. that that's you. That is YouTube gold right there. Set to some
1: Really, really creepy. Yeah, there you, go. Like, there you go.
2: That's DVD
1: yeah. special features, right? Yeah, exactly. Like... Yeah. The melting only
0: version. Uh... It's like, like yo, know, Koy- Koyaanis Skatsi, the, the second, yo, know, Koyaanis 2. Uh, <laughs> oh really really awesome well <laughs> jacob thank you so much for joining us for after dark we love this this deep dive into your career and uh man we wish you all the absolute best for the future shifter was amazing for anybody out there listening um if you uh definitely check this out it's on vod you can check it on youtube you can check it out on amazon prime um where else do we have it i don't want to miss anything
1: it's on itunes it's on direct tv um Uh, I don't even know at this point a lot of stuff (laughs) you can probably find it it's out
0: there wherever you you download your movies definitely check that out Uh, Jacob once again thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your extremely busy schedule to uh, sit down with us and have a chat it's been an absolute pleasure sir
1: yeah thank you guys so much I had a really great time thank you thank you and as always I'm JL
0: and I'm Eugene this has been Week in Horror After Dark and we will see you next time